1: Welcome to Sharp Lessons, everybody. We're back for some more NFL preseason win total previews. We got the professor, Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Follow us on Twitter at Stadium Bets. Nate, how's the weekend for you?
2: Pretty good. Just uh, kind of enjoying the last summer weekends before football consumes our life until mid February. Never so a bad thing. Had a good time, but also thought a little bit more about the NFL and some of the bets. I want to make as we start our preview of the NFC. We did the AFC the last two weeks. You could check that out on the podcast feed. And now we go to the NFC. Uh, Definitely not as interesting of a conference, not as good of teams. No. But I think there's still some maybe – Valuable bets to make going into the season, and we'll try to get you up to speed if you are just kind of catching up on your homework for the NFL.
1: Anytime you have the Bears in your conference, uh, especially right now, you're you're not you're not as good of a conference as you can be at this yeah. point for the Bears.
2: The Giants, too, which we're going to yeah. talk about this episode, a team that has won 22 games the last five seasons, and then there's some other bottom dwellers: the Panthers, the Falcons, the Seahawks. Now. Definitely not as good in the NFC. Kind of gross, yeah. Even at the top of the NFC, there's some question marks about. I think all those teams. So it could be kind of a wide open conference. Where in the AFC you have a number of elite teams and then some maybe second tier teams that have the upside to be elite. Where if one of those AFC teams were in the NFC, then we'd probably have They'd a be different really outlook for yeah. them in terms of reaching the ceiling and maybe winning a Super Bowl.
1: All right. Well, let's just get into it. We got the NFC East for today. We're gonna have the NFC North on uh, Thursday. But focusing on the NFC East, one of the always interesting divisions mm-hmm. in the NFL. You you always have different winners. All the teams yeah. either are really good, really bad. They kind of go through some weird ebbs and flows. Right now, though, Vegas thinks the Cowboys are the favorite to win that division. They're the leader in terms of win total, 10.5. You can find some 10s here and there. Um, Eagles second at 9.5. You got the Commanders hovering around 8, 7.5 wins. And the Giants all the way at the bottom, six and a half, seven. 7.5. Uh, some seven and a halfs here and there. Let's start with the top over teams, and I'll go with the Cowboys to start. And I always hate kind of betting good things to happen to the Cowboys because a good things never happen to the Cowboys <laughs> at least the past couple of years, and b they're usually overvalued because it is the Cowboys and people love betting that for boy. good things to happen to the Cowboys. But I think ten wins is. It's just a little low. I think 11 wins is very realistic for this Cowboys team. I really do, and I know they were a 12-win team last season. And if you look at the offseason this year, you're thinking, well, they definitely didn't get better. They probably even got a little bit worse, but at the very best, they probably just plateaued. They're probably a very similar team than they were last season. They're not going to have Amari Cooper this year. I don't know how well they really shored up their offensive line, which yeah. was a bit of an issue last season. How much better is Dak Prescott going to get, or is this really the best of the best for Dak that we can see? How good is that offense going to be now that they're missing Amari Cooper? There's a lot of weird question marks with this team that I don't know if we're going to know the answer to until like midway through the season. But their schedule, Nate, pretty easy. It's an easier schedule. Uh, I think they're top 10 in terms of easy schedules in the NFL this season, and I think that ultimately is what's going to put them over that 10-win mark. So just some
2: context on the Cowboys win total early in the off season April, and it came out ten and a half, flat, minus one ten each way. Definitely some money on the unders come in all off season where there is even some ten flats, but a lot of juiced under ten and a half on the Cowboys. So this does seem like a sell team. For me, just based on how betters have attacked the Cowboys yeah. all summer. And it makes sense, as you mentioned, they lose Amari Cooper, some question marks on the offensive line, losing Lyle Collins to the Bengals. That's one of their better offensive linemen yeah. that went uh, to Cincinnati. So there's a lot of question marks there. The defense last year, I would say, was probably pretty lucky. They created or uh, forced 34 turnovers, so that's hard to repeat. Even if the defense is a solid unit, mm-hmm. it's hard to repeat that many takeaways that set up short fields for your offense. So I think there's actually more sell signs and buy signs on the Cowboys. I still like Dak Prescott as a quarterback. I think he's maybe gets a bad rap because he doesn't have the playoff success, but in the regular season he's a fine quarterback. Uh, CD Lamb, a great talent, but outside of CD Lamb, you lose Cooper. Michael Gallup tore his ACL late in the year, won't yeah, be ready won't for be week back. one. Yeah. And now there's other injuries in training camp. James Washington, the former Steeler, was brought in to maybe fill in the number two or three role for the Cowboys, depending on when Gallup comes back. And then he broke his foot, so he's out. So I don't know what that Cowboys over. I can't get behind that at all. If anything, it'd be an under for me. Yeah. But because I don't really like the other two teams behind them in the division. I'm not going to bet the under on the Cowboys, but I would definitely maybe um, after week one where I actually am going to consider betting the Cowboys plus two against the Buccaneers because the Buccaneers are also a team kind of with some question marks right now. But after that, I don't really feel like I'm going to be betting a lot on the Cowboys in individual games, especially when they're in the favorite role.
1: Yeah, they do. I mean, they have a tough start to the season. Buccaneers, Bengals, they have week one, week two. They have to play the Rams within the first five weeks. You know, it's it's not the easiest start of the schedule, but you look through it and, you know, I, I can see seven, seven, at least like seven games they absolutely should win. Seven, eight games. Which leaves them a handful of games where it can really go either way for them. I mean, that Cowboys Packers game, November 13th on the road for the Cowboys. That could be a win for them if some stuff goes their way. Uh towards the end of the season, they have a relatively easier schedule. They end with some of the Texans, Jaguars. They play Eagles at home. They play the Commanders. You know, they have some of the lighter games towards the second half of their schedule. I I, I think this is at least a 10 win team. And that's why, you know, I never like holding my money up for that long just to get a push right but if you can get 10 i would say at, go over on 10 you can get them at 110 uh, minus 110 at one of the sports books so yep. you're not really putting up a lot of money to get that 10 win season i don't know if i would go over 10 and a half i think that that hook really makes a big difference for this dallas cowboys team because knowing in the past and knowing mike mccarthy teams they could lose a really stupid game they could, they could go into a game against the bears and lose the bears for some really stupid reason, Dak throws three picks. Offensive line is terrible. Defense doesn't get any turnovers. You know, they could lose a game in a really dumb way. It's not out of the reach for the Cowboys to do that. But I do like that 10 number um, because I do think a 10-win season is possible, which is two, two fewer games that they won last year. A, a regression is easily doable for this team. But 10-11 wins, I think, is right on the mark. So I I would go over 10 if I'm picking anything for the Cowboys. All
2: right, I'll go with my team. I'm not going to call them an over team because I'm not going to bet them to go over. But by process elimination, it's the only team that I can make a case for to buy on. You just hate the NFC
1: East. Yeah,
2: I mean, the Cowboys, I think, are overvalued. Uh, The Eagles we're going to get to. And the commanders have Carson Wentz, who I don't trust (laughs) at all. So it's (laughs) It's a pretty simple, I guess, baseline handicap. But let's talk about the New York Giants a team that has went through a lot of change with a new GM, a new head coach, I think a big improvement there. And that's just having Brian Dables, the head coach, should make a huge improvement for the offense in general. And you'd hope that Daniel Jones, a former six overall pick with his pedigree, can maybe at least be a serviceable quarterback. Uh, you go from Joe Judge, who – was pretty much a comical regime, especially at the end of his time in New York. Um, but with the Giants, it was basically a process of, elina- of elimination as a team I want to buy on. But as I mentioned at the earl- early part of the show, this team the last five years has been an embarrassment. Only 22 wins in five seasons. So I don't want to all of a sudden be betting on the Giants to win seven or more games sure. j- yet. maybe It's a
1: bold bet.
2: Yeah, so I think maybe two years from now or next year. And once we figure out their quarterback situation, Mm -hmm. there's a chance that they could definitely go over that, but they'll probably be priced higher, especially if they show some improvement this year. Uh, But for me, I just just see improvement with Brian Dable. Uh, The offense should be better. You get Wink Martindale to be the defensive coordinator, experienced coach. And I do like some of the things that happen with their schedule. So they play the Titans in week one in Nashville. I actually like the Giants plus six in that game. That's probably going to be a bet for me. And then they go home for three straight games. Then they go to London and then come back home and they don't have to go on the road for a true road game until week seven. So I like some of those dynamics where they get to be at home a lot. I know the Giants have not historically been good at home recently, But I think for a new coaching staff, it'll be nice for them to be able to, you know, not have to worry about travel days when they prepare for early season games. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons I like the Giants is because I expect some improvement, but also the Tennessee in week one game. I think Tennessee, we talked about in the AFC South, I think they're going to take a step back. So all those things for me. I'm not going to say bet Giants over, but Giants week one, I guess, would be a way to attack them, and I'll probably do so and kind of monitor them throughout the season because I think the head coaching upgrade is huge with Brian D'Abel to, from, or to from Joe Judge to Brian, Brian Dable. Yeah. And then some of the things with their schedule, it is a pretty soft schedule. Yeah, to me, it
1: really seems like you, can, you can't you can really go wrong at least taking a flyer on the over with the worst team, with supposedly the worst team in the NFC East because of how volatile of a division it is. The Giants could win nine games. You know, it's like, is it possible? Probably not. Is it probable? Probably not. Is it possible? Yes. With how... Weird that division ends up being sometimes.
2: I know you like the Cowboys, so I don't know if you you would take the bait here. But eight to one to win the division for the Giants, yeah, eight to one. Ooh, not bad.
1: That's not yeah, it's not a terrible number. Honestly, I mean,
2: I don't think it'll happen, but I'd rather bet eight to one to win the division than over seven wins. Just based on yeah, you get a the division, yeah, the price, and just the division landscape. Um, yeah, I think that there's a chance where. I don't know if, like, nine or ten wins is possible for them, but maybe nine wins, and maybe nine wins wins the NFC East this year. Yeah. Just based, I think, like yeah, I Yeah, they just
1: beat up on each other or
2: something. I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm it's not married. It's happened before with that division. Where, <laughs> it has. Where I yeah. think the Eagles have won the They've division at, like seven and nine. Um, yeah. Maybe 2019 uh, when they had all those injuries, and it was a complete disaster, that division. So, yeah, just something to keep in mind. And if you do like the Giants in week one, maybe also add a little bit of division at eight to one hoping they win that game and that number shortens with a a slew of home games uh, upcoming on on that schedule.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets.
1: Let's look at some of the unders that we like, and I think it really is just one under that we both like, and we're going to Philly for it. The fans that boo Santa, I don't know if they're (laughs) going to be happy with the Eagles this year. I know everyone's expecting or hoping that Jalen Hurts makes the next step in his career. I'm not completely sold on that fact, and I know they got A.J. Brown. They have Devonta Smith. That offense on paper looks really good. Miles Sanders is having injury issues. Who knows what Jalen Hurts is going to be able to do with A.J. Brown. You know, he's going to have a plethora of talent around him, but if he can't give him the ball, there's no point. So I'm not completely sold on the Eagles' nine and a half. I really kind of like the under on them. I think there's too many question marks with this team. Their pass rush got a little bit better, but that defense is still a huge question mark for me. I just I think this number's a little too high. I don't think the Eagles are a 10-win team this season.
2: Yeah, I agree. And this win total was 8.5 early on, like April, before the draft. And what's changed that? since then? Really all it is is A.J. Uh, Brown getting acquired on draft night for a first-round pick. So you like that aggressive move, trying yep. to make progress and continue the progression of Jalen Hurts, who did, I'd say, took a step last year, leading the team to a 9-win season, 100%. making the playoffs. The thing is they were struggling early on when – the offense was trying to figure it out, and then they went into the most run-heavy team in the NFL, took the ball out of Hurts' hands in terms of throwing. He would still be part of the run game, and that's when they had success. But they also were playing a pretty weak schedule of opponents. So I think that yeah. had a lot to do with it. And last year, their win total going the year was 65 now you're asking them to win 10 games to go over. So I think just that jump in expectation for a quarterback I still have a lot of questions marks for makes this an actually a relatively easy under for me. Probably one of my favorite unders of the NFL going into the season on the Eagles just because, as I mentioned, 8.5 in April, you get A.J. Brown – that ticks up a little bit and then a lot of people start betting the over on the eagles i think this is where we get we can get some resistance or do some resistance and bet under nine and a half at plus money it keeps going up so i'm in no rush yeah just wait i think i'm gonna wait to bet this maybe a week or two before the season
1: after preseason's done i am a eagles a a little worried about the Miles sanders news with the injury report he's been in and out of the lineup, seeming yeah, like he's hurting. I mean, so I, I like—I don't know if his long-term injury status is going to be announced. Between now and the start of the season, I imagine it's not going to be too long of a term.
2: Even if it is, he's not valuable at all to the number. They have pretty good depth at running back in Philly. Uh, Miles Sanders, definitely a talented player when he broke into the league, but I think that won't really matter. So I wouldn't deter your bet based on an injury to a, a running back just based on the Eagles system.
1: Yeah, if you can get a plus money, plus 125 is the best that's out there right now. I mean, come on, yep. under 9.5 plus 125, that's that's about as good of a bet as you can find for the money. I think so. Maybe wait to see if a 10 pops up. You think you're going to get some 10s a little bit? I guess I with don't the way know. the numbers are I, going. I think minus 150 on the over 9.5 at some point, maybe that
2: does move to 10. Potentially. I'm, I'm willing to wait because I okay. am against this team. I, don't think, I think a lot of people are high on this team. But, yeah, I have my doubts on Jalen Hurts, who we were just talking. Good fantasy quarterback. Yep. Puts up a lot of garbage time touchdowns. Yep. But if you if he's a good fantasy quarterback again, the Eagles aren't probably winning games because they're right. better off in reality if he hasn't doesn't have to throw for many yards and they can just run the ball. They do have a good offensive line. So if they can stick to that running game, but there's going to be games that I would imagine where they'd be trailing, like in the playoff game against the Buccaneers and they get in a lot of trouble like they yeah. did in that game when they were taking a lot of money on game day that Sunday afternoon wild card game where I think the Buccaneers closed only minus 7 at home, and it was never close. The Buccaneers uh, ran away with it. So fading the Eagles, a team that greatly overachieved last year, and I'm expecting them to
1: regress a little bit. Anti-Nick Sirianni over here, not not super impressed with him. He, was, he did a good job getting them on the win streak last season when yeah. they started out slow, but... I, the, the schedule this year, too. You, no, you want to look at the schedule. There's a lot of places they can lose. There's a lot at, of trap games.
2: You look at those games they won last year. It was like the Saints at home with Trevor Simeon starting. Yep. They played the Washington football team twice. They actually played the Giants twice and split with the Giants. So they lost to the Giants late in the year when the Giants were about to go into free fall. Yep. They played the Jets. So I, I really think that that end-of-season schedule kind of propped them up and that even though they get aj brown they don't have the best natural thrower to throw him the ball and for him to be effective uh to the best of his ability like he was for the titans last year so Uh, Definitely going to be selling the Eagles this year in terms of betting under their win total and then maybe in some individual games early in the year. One game that looked interesting for me, they're playing the Vikings in week two, a team that when we do our NFC North preview, I'm going to be trying to buy on. I think I can see myself on the Vikings, especially if it's a plus three at Philadelphia on a Monday night in week two.
1: Yeah, and that—I honestly, that week one game against the Lions on the road? With all the hype the Lions have been getting, and I'm going to be talking about them during the NFC North, but Lions are plus three and a half in that one at home week one. Yeah, I'm
2: fascinating to see mm-hmm. how how that Tasty. game is bet because those are like two of the teams that have the most positive hype going into the season. Yeah, It's a little different though because the Eagles are expected to make the playoffs now based on their yes-no playoff odds, and the Lions are kind of that surging team that maybe a lot of people, I know, saw some stats though, Lions are being bet heavily to – make the playoffs on the yes at big plus prices uh, not saying that's going to happen but <laughs> there's two teams that are getting a lot of a, um attraction in the betting market yeah. all summer and they play in week one so a lot of good week one games we talked about in the last episode how there's a lot of good week one games that aren't really good teams but have good storylines and from a betting standpoint that has to be one of them
1: yeah absolutely so we're we're, we're against the eagles this season under nine and a half at the very least but That was our NFC East preview. It's going to be a really interesting division, I think, Nate, for sure, especially with all the uh, volatility in that. We didn't even talk about the commanders, but as you said, Carson Wentz. I'm not going over on a team that has Carson Wentz, but they could be just good enough to get over seven-and-a-half wins, get that eight-win mark, Uh, very average season for sure. So it's hard to bet against or or for it.
2: Yeah, I like some other parts of that team, especially the defensive line led by Chase Young, but they have other guys. So there are some strengths of that team that I could see them – potentially winning eight or more games but the Carson Wentz factor for me and I'm likely going to bet against the Washington Commanders at home they are a three and a half point favorite to the Jacksonville Jaguars I'll probably be on the Jaguars in that game um, but in general I'm looking to sell the Commanders just not as hard as maybe the Eagles
1: all right we'll have NFC North on Thursday and then uh, we inch closer to some week zero best bets for college football Nate so close so close for next week zero bet week, week zero bets. bets might be
2: hard to come up with i believe there's only seven
1: games yeah we'll, we'll um, come up with some i'll come up with we'll some. we'll try maybe one each <laughs> i'm gonna have a lot more than probably anyone should ever follow <laughs> but that's down the road nfc north thursday appreciate everyone listening for this uh, nfc east and we'll talk to you back on thursday